1: Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Eagle! Hey, before we get going, let's give a quick shout out to our partners here at Auburn Live and the Auburn Live show. First of all, Southeastern, great bar in downtown Auburn, fantastic two-story building, beautiful place. Uh, Great lounge upstairs, tons of TVs, outdoor seating area, some finger foods and stuff like that as well. Awesome location in downtown Auburn. Go visit Southeastern, great game day experience, uh, weekend experience. Um, Just go check them out, Southeastern on Magnolia. Other partner, the Irritable Bow restaurant, also on Magnolia on the other side uh, of the street in downtown downtown Auburn, down, down Magnolia. Go check them out. Really good Chinese bao uh, food, uh, sh- shrimp, shrimp rolls and, and steak, steak and, and, and chicken uh, skewers and um, rice bowls and just a bunch of, bunch of good stuff, man. If you've never had Chinese bao, it's really, really good. Shout out to our friend Whitley Dykes. Um, they get you in and out really quickly. So if you ever see a line, don't worry. It moves quickly. Go check out the Irritable Bao restaurant, downtown Auburn, and uh, tell them Auburn Live sent you. All right, let's go. Hey, welcome into another Auburn Live show. Appreciate everybody joining us on this Friday morning before a big, big college football weekend. I think the biggest college football weekend we've had so far. Starting to get some conference games and and some other games going as well. So appreciate everybody joining us on Auburn Live, the Auburn Live show. Uh, Everybody, remember to go subscribe to AuburnLive.com. We have great deals going on, so make sure you're a part of that and a part of our community at Auburn Live. Dot com i am justin hokinson with me as always on friday mornings to talk about auburn and a little bit of college football if that's okay with you is cbs sports barrett sali barrett what's up man
0: oh not much man looking forward to a great weekend i mean look we get from noon until 1 a.m we get there's at least one very intriguing game in every single window so i'm excited
1: it's gonna be a good one. Uh, it's gonna be a good weekend. Well, let's start with with uh, obviously Auburn's what we cover. It's what we pay attention to, um, and it's look college game day's there. It's prime time okay. ABC. It's you know it's arguably the game of the week. You've obviously got number one Alabama on the road at Florida. That's probably co game of the week, but uh, a lot of attention on on Auburn and Penn State. Um, this is a really interesting matchup for a ton of reasons. Not just the matchup this year, but historical perspective. It's just. You know, Auburn hasn't played at a Big Ten school in like 90 years, something crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, just that just doesn't happen. SEC Big Ten don't play in the regular season. Um, certainly the SEC doesn't go up north. So it's just an interesting game for a lot of different reasons. Um, Auburn comes in 22nd. Penn State comes in top 10 in the country. Where do you start with this game? Broad view, what catches your eye as far as the matchup? What intrigues you, whether it's Auburn or Penn State? Like, what, why does this game mean so much to you? What are you watching for?
0: I think the biggest thing is just the fact that Auburn's offense has looked so consistent, even though early, early on last weekend there were some speed bumps. Most of that was was penalty driven. And then, you know, getting behind the sticks, get, you know, it, it really is hard to get into a flow. But once they did, it was lights out. So, I think the fact that everybody seems to be on the same page, you know, that they're able to weather a couple of hiccups here and there, and they're going up against the Penn State team that offensively is probably not going to want to get into a shootout. And so that, that's the biggest thing to me is that what kind of game will it be? Uh, because I think in, in reality, Auburn would like to, to maybe make it uh, you know a 30, 40-point game because I don't think that they would trust uh, Sean Clifford and Noah Kane and, and Jahan Dotson, even though those are all great players. I think Penn State's offensive line has struggled at times, and Sean Clifford's hard to trust. So uh, really the, the biggest thing for me is what kind of game, what kind of style is it going to be? Because if it's more of an offensively driven game, I actually put a lot of, uh, of faith in Auburn, which is is why I sort of changed my pick before the summer, or before the fall, I should say. I, I said I was going to go with Penn State, but you know, watching the way Auburn operates and the, the comfort that Bo Nix has and the fact that he's not making game-changing mistakes is – is refreshing, and you know it's something that Sean Clifford has done a lot too. And kind of trust Bo Nix more after what we've seen so far.
1: Yeah, are Bo Nix and Sean Clifford the same quarterback? I mean, their numbers <laughs> home away, mobile. I mean, there's just a yeah. lot of similarities there.
0: that is I mean, it's it's really remarkable because I mean, think about it. Two years ago, Sean Clifford came in with a ton of hype too, like as that guy who's going to you know kind of keep that torch going uh, at, at Penn State and it didn't happen. And, and then obviously last year there was, you know, a, a big, big problem. And then, you know, coming into the season, it's kind of like, Oh, are you really that guy? You know, we don't really know yet. And, you know, Clifford's been all right at times, but I, at this point, Bo Nix, you know, the way he's been able to, you know, be used in that offense and the, the way he's been able to become comfortable with Mike Bobo is, is really been impressive. Whereas You know, Sean Clifford has had his moments, but you know, you go back and watch the first quarter of the Wisconsin game; it was brutal. You go back and watch some of the Ball State game last week; he still kind of looked lost. So, uh, more faith in Bo right now than Sean.
1: Hmm. That's a big statement, Um, (laughs) uh, because I just I'm not sure. You know, I'm I'm very much a a cynical you know by nature in terms of in terms of what to expect. And with Bo, I mean, I just got to see it. I've got to see it. I mean, I think Penn State's going to come after him. Um, why Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I think they're going to load up to try to stop the run. And I think they're going to come after him and say, you know, you've struggled on the road your whole career. We're going to make sh- – show us that you can check out of something and and, and deal with the pressure and, and just show us you can make the right decision. And, and, and re- Auburn receivers, show us you can get off coverage and, and make plays. I just think – I think there's a lot to prove for Auburn. And if I'm Penn State, I'm coming after him and I'm making Bo make the right plays. I'm making those receivers, um, make plays and, 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 get off, get off coverages. And, um, I think I'm coming after him and making him see what he's got. I mean, do I think he'll be in a better position with this offense and Bobo? Yes. Do I think there's a potential for him to have more options to dump it down to, to check down to? Yes. I don't think he's going to be stuck in if I can't throw back shoulder to Seth Williams, or I can't, you know, try to throw deep to shorts or something, what do I do? I think there'll be more options for him. Um, But, but even more than that, man, with Bo, it's about, it's just about where is he at maturity wise? Where is he at from a calm poise standpoint? Because the other issue, the offense was part of the issue with, with, with Bo that didn't help him in the past, but the other part was just Bo mentally. Mm -hmm. His mind went too fast. He left the pocket too early. Sometimes Um, he'd throw off his back foot all that's got to slow down for him. All that's got to slow down, and I've got to see it happen. It's not an easy thing to change that um, if that's kind of how you're wired. It's a hard thing to calm down and become a poised quarterback. If he can do it, man, amazing. That, but I just want to see it. I got, in my mind, I can't picture Bo Nix as a poised manager of an offense. He hasn't done it yet. And so I just – until I see it, man, I'm coming after him.
0: Well, you're right. I, I, I'm in sort of see it before I believe it mode too. But I think part of that is the fact like, look, Justin, you and I have been around for a long time. I, Auburn plays down to opponents. Like that happens all the time. And it didn't happen in the first two games. And I think that's really important. That shows that this team is focused and it shows that they're comfortable. And I think I, maybe it's just a part of me that that sort of has put, in, put pieces together. You know, we talked last week about how Auburn looked so much more comfortable and familiar, and they're not in total chaos, right? And and Gus Malzahn's offense is kind of driven toward chaos. Like, you're trying to create that chaos uh, on the defensive side of the ball, so you have to go fast. And a lot of times, you know, it's just it, these players get ahead of themselves. And I think Bo Nix, that might be part of it. I, you know, I don't know for sure, but it certainly would suggest to me that some of those poor decisions, especially on the road – are more emotion driven and more chaotic, uh, chaos driven than they are just his skill set. Because you would think that he, as a you know son of a co- of a coach, a quarterback, and a guy who's played a ton of snaps, would not be like that. Like I, I never felt like in Gus's system, he utilized what Bo does well, and I think maybe we've seen that the first two games because there is less chaos. So I, you know, I, you're right. We need to see it before we believe it. But the first two games have sort of, I don't know, maybe solidified my opinion that a lot of the issues, some of them were bow related but some of them were just the fact that Gus's offense was designed and is designed to create chaos, whereas Parson and Bobo are essentially the exact opposite.
1: Well, there is some truth to that. I mean, watching Gus, being a quarterback under Gus Malzahn would be incredibly difficult for for, for me yeah. because the way that guy acts and the way it's always, yeah, I, I would be stressed out. I'd be yeah. like, dude, you're stressing me out. I mean, you're just, everything's like this and you are run, run, run. And it, you know, it's just I, and so I think maybe with somebody like Bo, um, it didn't do him any favors. I mean, Bo needs yeah. to be calmed down, Bo needs to be reined in. And so maybe Bobo can, can be that guy for him. Um, I, what do you think about Tank Bigsby in this game? Because I have a, Penn State could load the box and stop him. Tank's only good is, is the people that block for him and the schemes and all that. But he's got some obviously some special ability to make things happen. This is primed for a game for him to have a big for ha- for him to really burst onto the national scene for people that haven't paid attention to him. I mean, his true freshman season last year. You think about the Georgia game early on; he wasn't the primary back yet. Yep. Uh, you yep. think about Alabama at the end of the year; he was hurt. Yeah. Um. Uh, yep. So that's your two biggest games that he really wasn't a part of. Um this is his first i mean really big opportunity. Big crowd. You know Penn State, this, Tank Bigsby can put himself on the map in a way that I think people from the outside are maybe thinking Tank you know that maybe they see something online Tank Bigsby somebody thinks he's the best back I don't even know who that is he's at Auburn yeah. okay. He's got an opportunity this week because of how good he is and because of what Auburn's going to need from him certainly now early in the season. Maybe later in the season, more of those weapons develop and more trust develops between everything they're doing on offense. But right now, he is going to have to be a – if Auburn wins this game, I, I've said if Auburn wins this game, he's got 150 all-purpose yards um, or, or more. If they win and he doesn't have that, if he just kind of goes for 100 rushing yards and, and they win, that, I'd be pretty surprised. I mean, I mean some, some other people have stepped up and made plays. and that, I think Tank's could to have 150 all-purpose yards or more for them to win this game. But what, what, what do you think about Tank and the kind of impact he's going to have to have on this football game?
0: Well, you said two words that I 100% agree with. Instead of rushing, you said all purpose. And that's going to be huge because I think they're going to try to make him as impactful in the passing game as the running, as the running game. Because I think you're right, they're going to come after Bo Nix and they're going to try to see if they can rattle him on the road because you know James Franklin's no idiot. He's been in these SEC environments and he's going to look at Bo Nix tape and say, yeah, road games are tough for him, especially in hostile environments. So they're going to heat him up. And so the, the natural reaction to that would be, you know, hit the running back out of the backfield, get it to him quick, get it to him on screens, all that stuff. So yeah, 150 all purpose yards, I think is, um, is a, it's probably necessary. And I would say he's probably going to have, I would say equal to greater impact uh, as a receiver uh, than as a rusher. And I think that is, if you're Auburn, if you're Brian Harson and if you're Mike Bobo, that's actually plan A. Like That's what you're going to go with. And then if, you, if it works, and then you grind it out in the second half, you put Hunter in there too, you give him some breaks, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it needs to be his coming out party on a national stage. And I think it needs to be more as an all-purpose back, not just as a running back. And I think that will be the primary game plan because, look, these Penn State players on defense – a lot of them didn't really get to play in front of a home crowd, or a crowd like this at all either, you know? So a lot of these players that are having an impact, uh, especially for Penn state, because they didn't have any fans last year in the big 10, really. They've never been in this situation. Auburn has, you know, Auburn did play in places with fans granted, you know, on the road at Georgia was what? 25% last year, Alabama, I think was 50 maybe at that point, you know, so yeah, I mean, they've, they've played in the situation, but these defensive players are going to want to get after it. They're going to feed off that emotion, and it's new to them, too. And so the way to do that, I think, is to use Tank out of the backfield, use him in a variety of different ways, uh, because it really will and can, I think, um, keep that keep that Penn State defense at bay.
1: Yeah, that's going to be fascinating to watch. Um, so flip, flip the side and, and flip the switch and, and go to the other side of the football. Um, I, I think I'm, you know, as, as intriguing as, as it is going to be to watch Auburn's offense and see, okay, what are what are they really made of, mm-hmm. which we don't know yet. Um, and I think you're going to see a lot of new things from that offense. That's the one advantage of playing some cupcakes is one, they're not tested. Yep, that's a negative. Um, the other side is they haven't had to show. A lot. Yeah. And so they've yeah. got the opportunity to show a lot of stuff that Penn State can't possibly really prepare for. Um, but when you flip the the, the 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 ball go the other side on defense, I'm curious to see Auburn's defense and see how good are they? Because they're closer to a championship level than than the offense is. And if this team is gonna have an opportunity to be in the game against AM or Georgia or Alabama down the road, the defense is gonna have to get is gonna get there before the offense probably. And so I'm curious to see how good this defense is. I mean, there's the potential for it to be really good. A lot depends on those defensive tackles. The secondary hasn't been tested. That'll change this weekend, I think. Dodge, I think they're, they're going to take they're going to take shots. I think. Well, I think in terms of just trying not to give up the big plays. I yeah. feel like Penn State Yurich, I think that's what he likes to do. Is can they can they hit a big play? So just keep a top on it. Yeah. Um. But but can they can they get after the quarterback? Because Auburn's got some speed as well. And so I'm I'm curious to see is this Auburn defense. For real, I mean, a lot of people think it could be one of the better units in the last five, six, seven, eight years. Um, are they for real?
0: Well, and I think that's that's why this is such a an interesting game because a lot of folks and myself included, and I think you do too, think that this could be one of the best defenses that Auburn's had in a long time. But it's not like you're going up against Ohio State, right? Like, it's not like you're going up against a team that is built to move the ball up and down the field at will. So that's why, you know, yeah, it's it's an interesting matchup going into a place like, you know, Penn State, a place, you know, that is going to be raucous. And, and obviously, there are weapons uh, for Penn State. You know, like you said, Jahan Dotson, Noah Kane, they're good players. But... They're not Penn State's not built to get into a 30-point shootout. So, you know, if, if Auburn's offense is going to come along, this is a great game plan because they're not or a great matchup, because most likely they're not going to have to score 30 or 35 because Auburn's defense is going to hold them in check and Penn State's not going to want to, you know, get into a shootout. That's not their built. So it is a big test. That's that's for sure. But when when you're when you're going up against a quarterback and Sean Clifford, who is just average at best, and you've got Maybe the best linebacking core in the country, certainly one of the best in the SEC, a very good defensive front, and a, you have an untested secondary, but an experienced secondary. It's, it's a solid you know, recipe for success uh, because nothing they see from, from Sean Clifford is going to surprise them. Like Penn State, A, they put it on tape, and B, it kind of sucked on tape. So they're, they're not going to be surprised by anything.
1: Yeah, that Wisconsin game was was uh, a, certainly a rough first half, better second half. You know, but I saw the, the one of the big plays they had was was to Dotson against Wisconsin. Just nobody yeah. decided to cover him. Um, he <laughs> just ran from one side of the field to the other. It would be um, helpful
0: and, to, and, to cover him.
1: Yeah, yeah, nobody covered him at all. Um, I, yeah, and I think another big key for that defense is is to not get too amped up. I would think in that environment with that crowd, um, I I just you think about a, an offense like Penn State, the way you're describing them a player that's played as much football as Sean Clifford feel like they could, I think Auburn's going to really have to make sure that they don't get caught in play action or over pursuing, um, which, which they could get really amped up and next thing you know, they're over pursuing and Penn state does a very routine, basic play action or something like that. And it, and it, and it pops because Auburn is, is, is too jacked up. And so I think they'll have to, you know, sort of make sure that that's reined in. But that defense has got a huge – they've got to anchor things early. They've got to anchor – because chances are the Auburn offense is not going to come out sweet. Chances are first road game, you know, all the newness, um, chances are it might take Auburn a quarter to get into things. Now, if they don't, if they come out here and they've said, look, there's a bunch of stuff we've never run and we're about to script it and go, um, awesome. And that would be really interesting to see. I mean, chances are that's not what happens. Um, So that defense is going to have to sort of – I think keep keep things reined in. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the crowd? I mean, golly, like we've heard so much about I don't know if you know it's a whiteout. Um, and so what they do is they all dress in white and um They sing zombie really nation. It's it's Zombie Nation and um and uh, which is totally unique to them and nobody's heard it but White uh, Stripes and yep and they uh they they yell really loud which is unique at a football game so there's a lot of things auburn's <laughs> never experienced before going into this game but um but look like all seriousness great venue yes like the conversation of the white out and the, and the like penn state's building this like auburn's never seen this stop like auburn's seen it now does that mean what does that mean does that mean auburn's just going to go in there and be fine no no that doesn't mean auburn's played at florida they lost they played at yeah. lsu they lost like it makes it hard, but but let's not act like Auburn's never been in the environment. They have, um, so I don't know why that's been hyped up a little bit too much in terms of like its impact on Auburn. I think Andrew McCain, a former Auburn football player, said on Twitter this week. He said, like at some point, loud is loud. Like, exactly. At some point, you you can put ninety or one hundred and five or one hundred and ten. Like at some point, I can't hear the guy. So I don't if you can't hear, hear you 20, can't hear. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's one hundred percent right." So, and it, put,
0: it's the same thing. I always say this about Sanford Stadium at Georgia because they seem to think that they're the loudest place in the world. I'm like, look, I've been in Starkville, Mississippi. That place is a hell of a lot louder than start in, than Sanford Stadium. I mean, it is. And like, you're right. Once it's loud, it's loud, right? But here, and I mean, not to say that you know, not to make fun of Penn State, but a bunch of frat boys jumping around on a Monday night uh, singing Zombie Nation like a high school pep rally is not very intimidating. But I think that look, they've Auburn has seen this. It's not going to be a surprise, but I think what gets lost, like I said before, some of Penn state hasn't seen this either, right? Like this, it's been what, two years since they've had a game like this. Wasn't the, I think it was the Michigan game two years ago. That was the whiteout game. So, and I think that was in mid-October. Yeah. So it's not like Penn state, all the Penn state's players have been here either. Right, like this is going to be new to them, and for Auburn, they saw something similar at least last couple of years. Like they, they, they know it. They, they know what road games are like. They've been on these massive in these massive venues, sold out crowds two years ago. So, yeah, it's it's not going to surprise Auburn. It's going to be awesome to see. I can't wait to see it. The whiteout game always looks super cool. Part of it's the lighting at that stadium, just the way it sort of shines down. It looks awesome. Can't wait to see it. But no, this is not going to be something that's new or unique. Or anything that surprises Auburn. And even if it does, it's going to surprise some Penn State players too that have never been in a situation like that. Uh, they're eight and eight in wideout games. Now, granted, that's, you know, you use that sort of as a, as a way to sort of mitigate that home field advantage, but a lot of times they're playing Ohio State. You know, a lot of times they're playing a team that's really, really good. So, you know, do you expect them to win all those? No, of course not. But yeah, the, the home field advantage thing. Yeah, it's it's an it's an advantage there's no doubt, but Auburn's not going to walk in there and and be completely stunned by what they see. It's just going to be any other road game.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm glad you said that cuz a lot of people have said, "Oh, big deal about the wideout. They're 6 and 6." Yeah, I hear you, but generally the wideout's like the biggest game of the year. So, yeah. all the, I mean it's like being 6 and 6 against in all your last top 10 games. I mean, it's it's not you know that's not bad or anything. It's not like yeah. um, they're playing Ball State and Whiteout games and they've lost some. I mean, they're playing Ohio State in Michigan and Alabama in their Whiteout game. So they're not going yeah. undefeated in those.
0: Yeah, I mean we I mean granted, like beating Michigan's not that big of a deal. It's a Whiteout game. Your home schedule might suck every once in a while so you put Michigan as the Whiteout game. Whatever. That's an easy win. Every other year it's Ohio State, right? Like it's going to be Ohio State every other year and you know, that's it's hard to do. So I I don't I know people use that against Penn State, and, you know, there's some validity to it, not a lot, but, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, what do you expect them to win every single one against the best, the best opponent on their home schedule? It's not going to happen.
1: Yep, which is why that Auburn offensive line has, is just massive. If they can run the ball, it, it changes everything. It takes the crowd out of it. It slows their momentum. It just – that offensive line's got a chance to show that they've developed in a, in a big way, and we're about to find out if yeah. they have. Yeah. Um, all right, so what's kind of your final say on this game in terms of what makes the difference – um where is the where you know what's kind of a score range what does auburn need to get to to win the football game what do they have to do what what, what can they not do to win this game like what's it kind of what are a couple of things that comes down to ultimately for for auburn in this game
0: bo nicks not to do what bo Nix did last year you know trust himself trust the progressions trust the coaches Trust the receivers. I mean, he's got a good rapport with some of these dudes now, it seems like. So, um, you know, and again, like, I know you don't take a whole lot from Akron and Alabama A&M, but you and I are old enough to know that Auburn sleepwalks through a lot of those games, and they haven't done it in back-to-back games, and it's because Bo has looked really comfortable. So uh, keep that momentum going. And then I think defensively, just don't let Jahan Dotson beat you. If they don't, if if Jahan Dotson, if if they limit him, there are no other weapons, you know, as receivers. Uh, you know, they can probably use Noah Kane in a, little, in a variety of different ways, but if they can just make sure Jahan Dotson doesn't beat them, then it's going to be, a, you know, and, and you know, they don't lose the field position game. It's going to be hard for Penn State to move up and down the field. So that, that's it. I mean, Jahan Dotson cannot beat you. You should, you should cover him, which, like you said, Wisconsin apparently forgot to do a couple times. But if you do that, Roger Perry, right.
1: you should be where Dotson goes. I mean, yeah. I don't know how Derek Mason likes to do that. I don't know if he likes to – you know, stick them on there. Hey, you're you got a side no matter what, but you got to think McCreary's going to pretty much be wherever Dodson is for a, for a, for a lot of the game. He's Auburn's you yeah. know, best cover corner. And if somebody else
0: steps up, if, if another receiver steps up, okay, adjust, right? Like, yeah, go figure it out from that point. But you just can't let Jahan Dodson beat you.
1: No, no, you can't. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think that, um, I, I think that it's going to be, you know, Here's the hard thing for me in this game. Do I think Auburn has a chance to win? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Auburn is as good as Penn State talent-wise. There's just so many circumstances um, going against Auburn, external-type stuff, third game of the season. I mean, none of this staff and this team have, have traveled yet this year. Mm-hmm. Like, all the logistics, all the stuff that takes up your, your bandwidth and your brain power just to, to, to travel. And then you go on the road for the first time, and you have a new offense and a new defense, and you're trying to communicate – um, all these new schemes and terminology for the first time. There's just so many things that are going against them that I think it would be monumental if they won the game. Like I think it would be a big deal and super impressive if they won this game. Um, if they won this game on the road, but it absolutely can be done. I think we'll know they need to get through the first quarter unscathed. Yeah. It needs to be zero zero three nothing and get in get into the game and and then and then we'll see what goes. That's they can get through the first quarter. Make sure it's not ten to nothing or fourteen to nothing. Um, and, and and then I think they're in it. I think I'll change yeah. how I look at the game from from first quarter on. I'll say, okay, if it's 0-0 or 3 nothing, one way or the other, then I'll say, all right, Auburn's in it now. Okay, now it's a totally yeah. different story. They got their feet wet. Now they can go in there. What would it mean to Auburn to win this game? Brian Harson, this would be his biggest win of his career. Going back and looking, I don't think he's even played a top-10 team ever. He's only played yeah. like 11 ranked teams in his career, which is crazy, by the way, because Auburn plays six – potentially the rest of the (laughs) way he's only ever played 11 uh, but he's never faced a top 10 team from from what I saw he's beaten a number 12 Arizona in the Fiesta Bowl in 14 Mm -hmm. Um, so he's never played let alone beat a top 10 team three games in to his Auburn tenure he could potentially do that and and just immediately put his stamp um, on Auburn football what a what an opportunity for him but what would this mean for Auburn and this team in the season if they if they pulled this out
0: well, I think I, you don't want to get you know get ahead of yourselves and start saying they're SEC West contenders, but I think what it would do is solidify that Brian Harson's the guy. You know, that Brian Harson is fully capable of taking over this program and you know, I think a lot of people outside of of Auburn and you know, probably mostly just SEC folks that um, you know, consider this sort of incestual relationship with coaches within the conference uh, as a big deal, but they viewed him as an outsider. They viewed it as a strange hire and all this other stuff. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, I think it was a fine hire. I think he's going to do great things there. Um, and this would solidify that it would, it would, I think ensure um, that, that people who were anti-Brian Harson, maybe even within the Auburn program, um, you know, calm their fears a little bit, calm their nerves a little bit to, to, and show them that, yeah, you know, this is under control. It's not going to be perfect. There are going to be some losses. It's going to suck at times because. This is a transition. There's no doubt about it. But uh, even a close loss it would show me that you know this is this is going to go in the right direction. And I, and anything beyond that, I think it's premature. Uh, contending for the West, being Alabama's primary threat, you know those things might happen. But you know it's hard to it's hard to say, especially considering you know the other contenders are you know dealing with their own issues and you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, I think it certainly would 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 show. Uh, the rest of the conference and certainly people within the Auburn administration that maybe weren't on board with Brian Harson, that that he is the guy and this thing does look promising
1: yeah that's a whole nother angle that I'm curious to see is just uh, you know I, I want to see him on the sideline I want to see how you know how, how things operate and run and this is his first real big game there's just so yeah. many little storylines I think that are really interesting that you'll mm. learn uh, about Auburn man can't wait Auburn Penn State six thirty, ABC Saturday night it's going to be Fantastic. Uh, before you go, let's hit on a little bit of college football uh, nationally. You got Alabama, Florida, uh, big game in the swamp. Um, what other big games are there? I've just been uh, so focused re, on Auburn, State uh, rematch
0: of the game of the century, Oklahoma, Nebraska at 11 Central. Oh. It'll be fun. Um, you know, we get to watch Scott, Scott Frost get his butt kicked again, so that'll be fun. Um, uh, I, you know, speak-
1: Tulane. Oh come old, on, old, old, how, old, how about those?
0: How about the Tulane SEC Champs? Could stickers? be a good
1: game actually. Did what you see was that the, about? Why are they doing that?
0: They just – because they're playing an SEC. I love it. Like, go ahead and put told, that on your helmet. It's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: That's um, I, did, I did like it.
0: i tell you one game that people are not paying attention to, um, and Auburn fans either uh, disappointed or excited after the game, BYU hosting Arizona State at 1030 is going to be fun. I don't know if you watched Utah, BYU. Last last uh, weekend,
1: it, I, I heard a lot of people talking about. It. I didn't get a chance to watch it.
0: BYU, when that place gets hopping, is awesome. And Arizona State's rolling in undefeated. I can't wait to watch that game. So I know it's not like a, a headliner or whatever, but I'm I'm going to enjoy the heck out of that one uh, after after Auburn Penn State uh, finishes up. But uh, yeah, Al- Alabama Florida obviously is the big one. Does um, don't have a chance. I mean, no. they
1: have a chance. Oh, I mean, no. no, nothing.
0: They their their offense or their, their uh quarterback situation with Anthony Richardson you know being hurt and I think he should be the guy but Dan Mullen is the smartest person in every room he'll tell you that so he'll want to start you know his guy Emery Jones and keep him in to prove himself right and they'll end up losing by 20 or 25 points
1: yeah I'm curious I haven't watched you know Florida yet I haven't you know I've seen Anthony Richards make, Richardson make make a few plays um, but, yeah, that's not a good – that's not a good spot for, yeah. um, for Florida to be in. I like Mullen. Like, I think he's creative on offense. But it it's not going to go – it's not going to go well um, for, for Florida, I don't think. And, yeah, Ole Miss, Tulane, be interesting. so really Auburn-Penn State is going to get a lot of the national attention mm-hmm. um, and, and, and rightly so. Uh, what do you make about Arkansas-Texas? I mean, you see Arkansas – how does Arkansas jump to 20th in the <laughs> country I mean, it was a great performance. Look, I think Arkansas's defense is really good. They looked really yeah. good. Um, but to go from unranked, I mean, not even just unranked. They didn't have Those a vote. A, yeah, they were probably in the 45 range. Maybe 50 is probably where they were if you ranked them all the way through. Yeah. And they go to 20, yeah. um, and, and, and Texas goes away. Like, if you think Texas is that good that you just jumped Arkansas to 20, then Texas should still be in the top 25 or something. Yeah. So everybody's like, yeah. yeah but Texas falls way back. So that's the whole thing about early in the season, man. Notre Dame, Toledo, and Jacksonville State, and Florida. Like, there's just still so many things that you you don't know where a team is. Even Auburn, Penn State. You yeah. talk about Auburn and being untested, and I get Auburn being untested. No question. But, like, what do we know about Wisconsin, Penn State? They've played one game. They're scoreless yeah. at halftime. And what do we know about Wisconsin? Like, are they for real? Penn State, like, we don't even know yet just because they've played. I mean, so there's still so many unknowns, but what do you make of the SEC? Is Arkansas for real? You know, think back to uh, Mississippi State beating LSU last year, and then, well, how yeah. did that go? Yeah, I right. Mean, so what do you make?
0: Well, I mean, Arkansas, they can't pass still. I mean, K.J. Jefferson, is, look, if you can run for 338 yards in a game and not have a single player over 80 yards rushing, like, good for you, man. Like, that's awesome. Uh, but – I, to me, that um, KJ Jefferson's still going to have to uh, be, become more of a threat in the passing game. Maybe he can. He just hadn't been asked to do it, um, you know. And then I was surprised to see Mississippi State uh, do what they did to NC State. They get to go to Memphis yeah. this weekend, so that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, and
1: Memphis is banning the cowbells. I said enforce it. Yeah, it on Twitter, exactly. it, enforce it. no it, artificial. I retweet, I said, enforce it then. Somebody please enforce that nonsense.
0: Yeah, and if they, look, I think Memphis is going to run up and down the field on them. So good luck, Mike Leach. I don't trust that. I don't trust Will Rogers. Uh, but, you know, the uh, interesting thing to me is that Georgia found playmakers last week. I know it was UAB, but UAB yeah. can play a little defense. Stetson Bennett is not a very good quarterback, but they found they found some guys deep that they can trust. Um, you know, once they get everybody back, once they get um, Rosemary St. Jock back, a com- completely healthy Kiaris Jackson, completely healthy, um, you know, these guys can play. So I think that is important that they were able to do that against a pretty decent UAB team with a backup quarterback. It uh, shows that they when JT gets back and gets back healthy, that they have they've got plenty of weapons to uh, to unleash deep and keep some pressure off that running game
1: yeah you're right about georgia and and that game probably went way under the radar last week um even though uab is a good team and i think people mm-hmm. that know college will know uab is good but still that that beating with a backup yeah. quarterback yeah. is is really impressive i mean nothing for yeah. us in the south we know uab is a solid sound program mm-hmm. the last three years that that shouldn't happen i mean they they shouldn't get beat i don't care if they're playing alabama georgia 56 to 7 with a backup is not great i think that should and it wasn't even good. as
0: close as that score indicated i mean it was yeah. it w- could have been 80. Honestly. are you telling
1: me uab wasn't beating themselves i thought uab was beating themselves <laughs> <laughs> isn't that right who, who said that i thought I somebody know, said somebody, uab was just somebody, somebody beat somebody they, were, they beat themselves 56 to seven yeah.
0: yeah i mean look that's it, it that's if you beat yourself that badly whew, that's good for it's impressive <laughs>
1: very impressive uh, um man well we'll see what happens auburn penn state the headliner of college game day all the fun stuff uh alabama florida will be a fun one as well yeah. man appreciate you joining us barrett um hey where can where do people need to go listen sunday mornings to get to get all the uh the happenings of the college football saturday and i know you got a great show sunday mornings
0: yeah it's sirius xm channel 84 uh, 9 to noon eastern 8 to 11 central time tom Luganville and i uh we we like to like to think of it as we host uh, group therapy sessions uh because <laughs> people call in and they're really mad and they they unleash it on us and uh, we're fine like that's that's where that, that's the great part is like saturday morning everybody's pumped you listen to the saturday morning show on, on channel 84 and it's like everybody's like rainbows and sunshine and all this other stuff and then sunday it's just like gloom and doom for last week was Texas and Ohio State fans just like miserable. So that's what we're there for. We're and we're there to cheer you up, and we're there to be stupid and fun, and uh, we try to do our best.
1: Yeah, so, you, know, you try to get coax them into going to church that day. You can make it. You can do <laughs> you it. Can just put it.
0: one, step, it. one foot jump. in front of the other. Turn the key. Yeah. Push the button. <laughs> you'll be good. I
1: always thought that'd be funny being a being a being a preacher in the South and watching like a, a your team lose, and then watching attendance <laughs> drop just a little the next day, and you're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm busy, man. Sinning. I appreciate you joining us, dude. Um, should be an awesome weekend and uh, appreciate everybody listening in. AuburnLive.com. Make sure you go check it out. Go check out Barrett at CBS Sports. Um, and uh, we'll see. Hopefully, your favorite team wins this weekend, and uh, we'll catch everybody next week. Bye.
0: plus.